Hello everyone, good day and uh, welcome to Pleasant Perception Podcast. On today's episode, I will be featuring my guest co-host Caroline, the ho- and she is the host and founder of the Crazy Over 40s Life Podcast. Her topics covers areas such as relationships, physical, emotional, social wellness, She also covered legal and money matters, the arts and culture, and current events. She shared shared her platform with a diverse of co-hosts, tackling these interesting and important areas. So ladies my age, which is over 40, can easily resonate with all her episodes. Hi, Caroline. Welcome, welcome. Hello, Pleasant. Hello. It's a pleasure having you today. Our well, thank first you. Time. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Same here. I'm excited to have you with me. And let's um, get right into it because I have listened to a lot of your episodes, and your episodes really talk about the you know what you 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 would deliver what you say you would deliver on topics but um the crazy over thought is life how does that come about well right shall i start with my story first um what can i say i'm a mompreneur i'm also a divorcee and i have two kiddies uh, one adult kid and one younger and I was going through a journey, you know, with COVID coming, I had to look at my life a little bit differently. And one of the things I looked at is that it gave me an opportunity to actually look at my journey so far. And it gave me time to actually sit still and look at how things were developing and what are the kind of changes that needs to take place. And that's what created the crazy over 40 side because I realized that the over crazy over 40 side, the over 40s journey is not the same for everyone. But what's so interesting in the over 40s journey is that it takes twists and turns. Mm-hmm. It's a process of self-discovery. Okay. And, and I don't think there is a point where you get to, you think, okay, my journey's over. Because, you know, the over 40s is a point in your life where you can live your life all over again. Okay. And um, you sell self-discovery. Self-discovery, uh, yes. Right. Um, does this um, really different from, you know, the 30s and the 50s? You know, can you elaborate more yeah. on why 40? Why 40? Well, actually, so, <laughs> yeah, why 40? Why 40, Pleasant? Well, the over 40s, I actually include the f- over 40s, meaning the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. So over 40s actually include all of those groups, okay? So why my life is so different to when I was in my 20s and my 30s. In my 20s, I was looking forward to what do I do next in terms of my career? And to get to that point, I need to satisfy what I needed to do in terms of my education to get me to that point. And then I spent quite a a few of those years kind of looking at 
what my future partner would look like. You know, we do, we go through a journey of, some of us, not all of us, um, go through a journey of kind of visualizing, dreaming of that time to come. So I was one of those that in my late 20s, I was fortunate to meet someone actually earlier on than that, actually, but um, actually married my childhood sweetheart. But, you know, it didn't last, but that's for another reason. But essentially, how it all played out is that I had, you know, my marriage, I had my children, and I went through that time, and I actually thought I knew everything. And then when I got to the end of my 30s, I thought, God, what do I actually know? I actually spent a lot of my time actually just pacing my through myself through the expectations that other had placed, others had placed upon me. But the pressure I actually put upon myself unnecessarily. So I spent the early part of my 40s, I'm in my late 40s now, I spent the early part of my life just discovering exactly what is it, what is next for me. And I did have an aha moment many times along that way. And for me, it, I had to go through, I think, a time where I had to think about how can I get over this point? I used self-development, self-awareness to get me to that journey and the journey that I'm still on, but sort of trying to turn things on its head, flip things on its head and see things as a a more positive way forward. You know, life has challenges, but it's how you embrace those challenges that makes a difference to whether it's going to be overwhelming or whether you're going to take this journey as a point of um, not only learning more about yourself, but actually making changes in your life if you need to. I heard some person say that... um being like selfish is like a bad thing like for instance they want to as you said when you reach this age and um, time you see areas where you need to improve and you have, have experience of things that need to change and you know is it kind of being selfish would you say that um taking uh, yourself first mm. what do you think Pleasant? what do you think the answer to that is uh, okay um, a little bit about me I'm going through that uh, phase too and I started in my 40s also mm-hmm. and it starts with doing everything um over and seeing where a lot of time it's me that everything's that ends up at the end you know my job would come first my kids will come first relationship come first but then me would always be at the end point and so it was then that I decided that you know things have to change you know I cannot pour keep on pouring from an empty cup and I started to put me first and I put myself first without having any kind of like regrets about it or you know feel it it, being condemned um, about it what others want to say and so I think it's not selfish because I think it's it's important to fill your cup to pour from an empty cup and some stage in your life it has to happen and I realized that in my 40s because in my early 
you know, ages, I um, was raising a family. And when you start, you know, having family, it takes away, it takes a lot of your time and energy and your focus. And so that left you being um, vulnerable and, you know, you just keep on giving and nothing is wrong to be selfish because it is putting yourself first you know i think what happened is that some persons put a meaning on it in a different kind of way that being selfish meaning you ignore others when it's completely not true it's really um putting yourself in that in that position mentally physically emotionally and spiritually where you can um show up more as a whole person and I think I I am I am enjoying my forties. Yeah. I'm experiencing it and I'm enjoying it because I'm more mature. I'm more grounded. No, I so, think so too. No, I honestly think so too. So I can actually relate, okay? So I can relate to all of those things. The thing is that I have a podcast coming up called How to Get to Know and Love Me. And it's essentially, yeah, which, um, you know. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. It will be coming up soon because I have a series called uh, How to Heal Yourself from the Inside Out. So I'll be covering a number of topics on there. But the one that, that just jumped up to me is selfishness. Now, we all say to ourselves that we love ourselves, but what does that actually mean? How do we put that into action? How do we balance that between loving ourselves, so humility, yes, and and being selfish, okay? How do we balance that out? Well, the the biggest thing is that if yourself is um, depleted, you don't have much in the reserve bank to give to someone else. It's just simple as that. And how I've decided to live my life is that, so me, I'm number one. Just like everyone else puts themselves first in my family, so they should. You know, my <laughs> child puts himself first. He's not going to put himself above me. Um, you know, um, you know, who do, you know, mum just there to cook and clean. And what's she there for? But, yes. the, but the thing is that just like everyone else in my family puts themselves first, I should also be kind enough to myself to do the same. And so being selfish is mean not understanding self because where's the ish? Because, you know, one has to have self-love. So instead of selfish, self-love, self-care. And do that, you need to be having a lot of journey in your life so you can become self-aware. And that's what I mean that sometimes when we're rushing through things, we don't see the journey that we're going through are actually um, blessings um, and the scars that we may have faced in our lives are actually beauty marks, right? They're beauty marks because when you actually see you're in the, the thrust of things and everything's so cloudy, when you get out the other end, you thought, God, now that's the reason why I went through that. It all, it all absolutely makes sense. And all of a sudden this beauty comes out because you have now discovered something about yourself that you had not previously acknowledged or been aware of or appreciated before all of these scars came about. Now, I'm not saying that all scars are good scars. There are scars that really prevent you from living your full potential. And those scars need time to heal. Just as many years it took for the the, 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 old, the scarring to take place, it may take as much time to create the healing to take place. Um, 
And sometimes you're not completely healed. It's living with those scars. It's living with those scars and what I refer to as beauty spots. It's living with them because essentially no one knows each other's journey unless we actually say what our journey are, which mustn't make assumptions that someone's living really well in your eyes. You don't know what the journey they've been through. Don't make assumptions that their life has been rosy. And that's the other thing is that we only should um, use ourselves as our own benchmark. Um, don't look at others because, as I said to you um, just a moment ago, that other people's benchmark shouldn't be measured against your own benchmark. We all have our own work to do, essentially. But what's so great looking at other people's journey is that it gives you hope. It gives you hope that things can be done. So for instance, if you have a breakdown of a marriage, if you um, have a experience of bereavement, that can be tough. You know, a loss of a job, you know, you know, a life altering um, event that has happened to you. These are all things that alone, sometimes you think, oh goodness, is there a way through? But then when you see others, it's, that's why it's good to share and care because essentially if we hold on to the information then we're not really doing ourselves a good service because we're here to um to embrace the human race and i feel part of it is is actually caring about each other and finding a higher purpose outside of yourself is a, a good healing process to happen for you uh add to the the scars uh I've talked to um, a lot of inner person through doing um, coaching and most of the the clients that I, I have when when they're you know talking about their experience which is the scars it's not even the the, 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 the problem is not the the experience presently it's the fact that they have experienced and, and physically they are not in that place. So the problem is not healing, as you said, because they have that scar. And yes, it can be a beauty scar if they can use it as a, a, a momentum or a motivation or as their truth to, you know, for the experience that they have. They have had and know where they are at if they are looking at you know their present time and you know why did they have these scars they would get over it much easier but that's where I coming come in and that's the here I have to coach them around is to see it has you know what it's what it really entails what what was the learning you know process and um or can they see it as as i said a beauty scar and so if they they when they when they you know finally get that breakthrough they um that's when they can move on that's when they can see that it was for a reason it was that happening there that brought them here you know which is a better place or, 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 or um, a better time you know the the part that they are on presently and um, what, what one, of, one of the things I usually tell them also is that 
you know, someone needs to hear their message because they are coming from a place of truth and their experience, that's what truth is. And some of the time they see it as, you know, their experience as being damn. But if they do that self, um, self-research, they will find out sometimes it's not even for their own purpose. Mm-hmm. It's for somebody else. So it might be for a message for somebody else. No, I totally uh, believe that, you know, we all, you know, humans are social creatures and we rely on connections with others to truly flourish and sometimes helping other people can help with that too. Um, you know, having a deep and meaningful relationships with others is a, a vital um, to our well-being. And sometimes when we, we go through our journey, sometimes it does mean giving back as well. Um, I, I totally agree with you um, about some, you know, lots of things that we, we have discussed. And that's what I mean about the over 40s. It, we, it's, I consider it to be a next stage in our adult development. You know, we go through that, obviously, the the 0 to 5, you know, we go through the uh, 5 to 11, then we go through the teenage years, the young adulthood. True. I describe the O40s as the uh, next stage in our development and that one shouldn't kind of ignore a lot of the things that we need in order for that developmental stage to um, not feel so overwhelming. True. And um, with relationship and the O40s, I, I, my perception is that I see where women over 40s make better relationship. They are more grounded. They know what they want. They know, they know, they know if they are in their 40s, early late 40s, mm-hmm. and they don't have a direction. I don't think they will have any. And still, this is this is why I bring this about. Still, women over 40 find it hard with relationships concerned because the opposite sex men, they when they reach in their 40s, it's the time when they they have experienced and traumatized or the 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 second marriage, divorce and they see relationship that time as something that they should stay away from. So the woman who can have, you know, solid relationship, no, you know, relationship can grow because they need that partner because they are more mature, they're more stable. That's the time when the partner that they're looking for is staying away from relationships. So women over 40, even though they you know are career driven are they're you know entrepreneurs they already raised their family kids in college and so forth they have their asset the only area that is lack is relationship because that's the area where i see men know don't trust and they are emotionally um, unavailable <laughs> no i i mean going into the dating world myself and speak personally it has been a journey um 
Yeah, I do totally agree with you that men seem to not recover as fast. Uh, but what we also wear the, the scars to all the hurt or the pain. We're all men and women have gone through this journey. But I think what makes it different is that we talk about it. Men tend not to talk about it. And maybe that perhaps has a lot to do with how they view relationships. Because once we get it out to our girl, I mean, we can't stop talking, can we? Oh, he, you know, it was like this and it was like that. And I think that in itself is a, this type of um, talking, this therapy, this talking therapy, talking to your friends or anyone that would listen, because women do talk, um, we kind of help. This, this helps, I feel, with the recovery. With men, they don't. But then the statistics shows that men do get um, remarried a lot quicker than women. So, so that's something in itself. But what I would say is for anyone who's going through uh, a divorce, um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to go through. And you may feel the other end is um, not going to be so rosy. It will be another journey because now you're kind of looking forward to, or not, you know, depends on where you're at. But the last part of it is figuring out what are you attracted to? Who are you attracted to? What kind of characteristics are you uh, wanting in a man? I suppose that plays out when you're matching, you're connecting with someone. And I think you, my point is that it's not your responsibility to heal your potential partner. You know, yeah. you know, you need to find men who are evolved, evolved in relationship, um, how they view relationship, because that's what you want. You want someone who's able to have enough uh, emotional intelligence to know that, yes, you know, the chances are the next relationship, the chances is the next relationship may not work out. It may work out, but if you don't take those chances, you may never know. And that's the kind of man that you really want to connect with. But it's not your job to try to convince him. And that's what I would say to any woman, you know, because you've earned the over 40s. You don't need to go back and um, give so much of your energy to a place where that person may not receive it in the best light. And I do feel that uh, women need to kind of uh, focus their energy more on men who they really want in their lives. And don't, yeah, you can negotiate. There's some things you just need to let go of. You may not get exactly what you would like, but I think when it comes to how they view relationships or what they want from a relationship, that is something that should be said from the get-go. You know, if you're messy, if you're doing online dating, you know, you know, you need to communicate that on your profile. When you're communicating with that, just ask, you know, um, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of relationship are you looking for, casual or long term? Now, when you meet up with that person, you don't need to keep mentioning long term, long term. He's already known, you already know that you are looking yes. for long term. You mentioned it once. But what I say is that I'm not stuck on when you should be intimate, but I'm a big believer that you should try and hold out. Why? Because things will unfold. Things unfold in the first month, in the second month, in the third month. If you're a kind of person, a lady, 
or men, sometimes men here too, because uh, men also can get very vulnerable in the dating world as you've experienced. That's why they're kind of hesitant in kind of moving forward with a, a longer term relationship initially. But what I would say is that, why don't you just wait a little bit? What is the rush? But if you're a kind of lady that, you know, you have your knees and they're urgent, then do what you need to do. But then if it doesn't work out and your feelings are hurt, don't be surprised. What you're not, you're not using um, physical intimacy. Now I'm talking about um, sex, you know, penetrative sex. You know, some people feel that that is the point where they get really attached, yes? So if you're that kind of person, why don't you just do everything else if that's what you want to do, if you have your needs. But just, you know, wait for that because what that is saying is that if you, in, you know, obviously are fully involved in the person, and then it doesn't work out you've made that connection when you if you just waited two or three months you could have found out that in the first place but if you're jumping into it and then you find out two three weeks later that you both have and don't make assumptions about men either they need to be a conversation at some point as to how do you think this relationship is going and are we monogamous okay are we monogamous are we exclusive we have to exclusive and you spread it out to them just you and i right no one's seen anyone else it's just you and this is going really well i think we can really you know i thought we should make you know this kind of exclusive what do you think and if they say i'm not sure it's a bit too then you have to you know they're not don't read in between the words it is what it is they're not ready and at that point you have to figure out well do you stick around and wait for that ready to happen or do you move on true true because I am in Facebook woman Facebook group and some we are all different living different lives but we are our experience is you know it's the same almost you know different person but they are the same experience and i didn't realize that there was so many women who is experienced um lack of relationship that is you know positive constructive or functional until you know hearing and um reading uh on on those facebook group and I see myself like I'm uh, um, a lot of you know their experience what I've been through and it was in um, 2015 that I come across this lady that's when my coaching started that's when my life um, started to change and um, this lady she's a, 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 a relationship and life coach Ray, and she was saying that you know like I'm the person you you are the one who is causing all this to happen to you and like a lot of women and even my culture we tend to blame the men because we were raised by women and we were raised with a formula 
and the formula is that men need this and you should be this type of woman and that type of woman you should do this for your man and that for your man and that for your man and we do all that was spelled out to us all that we learn and our relationship doesn't work out and i was saying oh that's not on me that's on them and she was saying that's on you know like she was talking to me directly that's on you and you know i was even angry i was very much angry i was like a lot of women that, that i you know they, they, it's their fault it's the men fault they don't know good women or they cannot make up their mind or they have the past experience the past baggages and they and i would blame everything on them until it start to get through to me and start to get through to me and it what you have to still use that kind of confidence when it comes on to relationship we still have to have that mindset on what we will not you know allow and what we will not compromise on um but you know the 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 other thing that society tells us and that scares a lot of women is that the clock is ticking and i used to feel that way until i go through these coaching session and so forth and you know me myself change um do that uh one year and six month of um coaching with RCI I go through that transition that no my clock isn't ticking so that's where I you know present myself to my clients and you know allow them to really see themselves as you know they're in their prime their clock isn't ticking it's society that tells us that the clock is ticking so when you mean clock is ticking you mean fertility you mean <laughs> they they say that if you the men are going for the younger one and when you in your forties you start to lose you know your features oh, I don't believe that no, no, no. I mean I can name a lot of women that are over forties including yourself peasant <laughs> who are looking great in their over forties um yeah myself exactly yeah. and I think that that came from associating women's um, in their prime with fertility you know because over the 40s the chance of of us getting pregnant becomes less but it's not mean to say we can't get pregnant because there's a lot of women in the over 40s who do get pregnant and some of them getting pregnant in second time relationship third time relationships or even having a gaps you know my eldest is 20 and my little one is 11 so if you can think about that age gap so and but I'm still young enough to have more children if I chose to so So <laughs> so what I'm saying is that we need to throw away all of this and we need to keep it young and fun and sexy in our early 40s and I think part of it is not worrying about what the other sex is doing the male sex you know we need to worry about what we need to be doing and I need to think that you know keeping sexy you know take part in your grooming you know sex is about um not about what you look like necessarily but how you feel about yourself so yeah yourself. so give yourself you know positive affirmations and also you know if you are thinking about outside appearance i don't think there are strict rules in how we look and to be face it you know um, there are a lot of clothing 
in the over 40s that the 30s can wear, the 20s can wear, and we can do exactly the same. True. So the clothing style doesn't change that much. So, so that in itself, but put it this way, you know, there's lots of nits and tucks out there, isn't there? So, you know, with your Botox and stuff, if you choose to do that, there are so many things that keep a lot of people, um, you know, looking good, you know, and I personally, don't have any um, rules about what a woman shouldn't shouldn't do to her body. If she choose to use non-invasive treatments, fine. If she choose to have surgery, fine. And if she just choose to go through it, just all the way through, fine. That's fine too. But the other thing I wanted to um, look at is perhaps like women, we need to um, pamper ourselves. That's the other thing, you know, about self-love, you know, because, you know, stress, causes physical changes to the body and that's why I'm mentioning it because it can accelerate your aging because um, the hormones and the adrenaline and the cortisol cause blood pressure to rise and the heart to beat faster and um, and this sort of uh, stresses you know unrelenting and they can cause a lot of things to happen to your body that really doesn't need to so that's why I'm saying pamper yourself if you need to take time and have a massage, I love my massages. I do go for massages. Um, if you like reflexology, if you like Reiki, or if you just choose to kind of take a time in your day to just lie down, have a good, lovely um, bath, whatever you need to do to take time out of the, the general day-to-day things that you do to spend time on yourself, do that. Don't, if you see a lipstick that you can like, buy it put it on you know don't don't restrict yourself to you know indulging in yourself don't i think you should try and get out there and do things that pleases you you know talk about sex actually i want to go back to sex right because sex is very important because you know the over 40s um you know if i told my children you know oh would I think my child, like any child out there, thinks that people over forties don't have sex anymore? <laughs> okay, but you know, but being sexually active is important because um, it, it actually what it does is actually releases those hormones. You know, the passion in the bedroom is beneficial because it, you know, including oxytocin that reduces stress and anxiety. All these things so important. To, and also that, you know, if you're in the bedroom and you release all these feel-good chemicals, what does it do? It just makes you feel good. You look in the mirror and say, damn, I am hot. I've just done a good workout and I'm feeling hot. So don't, don't, yeah. And there are some people who feel, well, I can't do that because I don't have a relationship. That's fine. I know. So, you know, but, you know, what I'm saying is that don't dismiss your sexual life in the over 40s. And that goes over 40s, I'm talking, because my podcast is about the over 40s, so the over 40s. Oh, yeah, don't do that. And if you're having difficulties intimately, then there are support out there. You know, you can look at your nutrition that may be causing some of the problems. There's also um, different aids that you can use to help um, to make the area moist as well, to help you if you're finding it, um, you know, quite dry down there. Your body goes through changes. Don't feel um, embarrassed 
about it. Don't don't deny yourself intimacy. And there may be people who have um, experienced bereavement, and that's another thing. A loss of a partner means a loss loss of a sexual partner, right? And so what's really important for you to not only go through the grieving process, but try and discover life after loss. Because you finding a new partner in your life doesn't mean that you're dismissing all the memories that you have wonderfully enjoyed with your your, your lost one. So it's very important for you, I feel, to not stand still, you know, Go through the grieving process because that's really important and you will find the five stages of grief, which is normally sometimes you're going through the uh, denial uh, stage and you go through the anger stage, you'll go through um, just feeling depressed and the bargaining stage when you say, why me, why me, you know, and and then you move to a stage of acceptance and then you, and you notice I didn't put them in any particular order because grief doesn't really have an order. And you may feel these things for a long, long time. And, and you may feel sometimes that moving on is means dismissing, you know, your memory. So that's what I want to go out there is so if you find a loss, if you experience a loss in a, in a divorce, if you experience a loss in bereavement, and also if you're feeling that a loss of intimacy because of physical difficult or physical challenges, these are all things that you can work through. There is... Um... There is help for every situation. Definitely. And yeah, there is help. There is um, if it's someone out there to speak, talk to, because there is even um, bereaved coach. You have that, and there is things that um, that a person can pick up at stores, um, whatever help they need. And yes, they they accepting and going through the emotions is very important because some person think they should not experience what they are feeling but the minute they acknowledge it they be conscious of what they are feeling and experience it then they can deal with it and then they will know when to move on and for the the physical part with sex and um taking care of yourself pampering yourself it shows because i mean sex is a full-time full body mm-hmm. workout you you get that you know the energy yeah. you you have that um glow because you know you release all that um chemicals and you feel excited because it was it was designed so you have a different feeling especially when emotion is involved when you are experiencing it with the right person with the 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 right partner you know everything comes into play it's physical it's emotional it's mental and so everything there just you know all in one hello also meditate one of the things i like to do is meditate because when i meditate i find that that's when I have an answered question answered. That's when I find the time to things that might be in the back of my mind. That's when I brought it forward and look closer to it. 
that's when I organize my you know myself my align my physical time with what is going on within emotional so I like to do my meditation also so that helps with yeah and also that I just want to mention about the intimacy that actually it's very important to keep your vagina um, that area very moist because um, mm-hmm. it can help you you know not being so vulnerable to certain um, illnesses diseases as well and uh, so keeping that area moist actually keeps that area healthy as well so to do that obviously you you need to keep it busy <laughs> so so yes and it doesn't mean to you know and if you don't have a partner you know some people like to masturbate then that also can keep the area of what uh, moist but to ignore it is not one of the the best things to to help with that at all and you mentioned about worries yes you you mentioned you know things that you can do to help you your body relax because sometimes people don't want to be intimate because they're quite stressed and so it's you know stressing stressing is really unavoidable sometimes i wish there was a sort of like an on and off yeah. switch but there isn't but yeah but yeah. essentially it cause complication in health and mental and everything yeah so i just if um i know we don't have long to speak but just before you know i, I kind of wanted to get out there is that anyone yeah. who is struggling with the over 40s is one thing you need to to bear in mind is mind over matter you know your ability yeah. to heal from the inside out and you don't need to pay anyone to encourage you to do that you just have to try instead of letting your worries control your thoughts let's tr- try and find ways to understand you know and sort of positively nurture those worries so they become a bit more manageable True. yeah we we've covered a lot in here we've covered a lot <laughs> thank yes. you I know I know why you choose <laughs> crazy over party because you have everything like layout you know exactly you know how to get to your audience and how to you know serve the the, the, the your your audience and yeah thank you so I'll encourage those personal tune in to this episode of podcast um pleasant perception podcast you have to check out crazy over 40 say the the, the entire topic for me Caroline well, the crazy over 40 we're all a bit crazy aren't we no not absolutely enough first of all I want to thank you pleasant for inviting me on your podcast and yes My oh, bless you and, and thank you I mean the yes you're right the crazy over 40s life is a journey and remember it's your next stage in your development and the reason why it becomes so overwhelming is because you're not sitting and listening to the messages that have been sent to us and one of the things that i yeah. want to put yes i do cover a lot of topics in the overboards i copy um i cover family relationships sexual relationships i cover things from mental health um to family to children you know there's a whole range of entrepreneurship i cover a whole range of topics on my podcast whole uh, range i must say <laughs> yeah. that i am impressed i go through them and i've learned 
from all the topics that I go oh, on. Oh, thank you so much. Thank yes. you. And you have some of the am- most amazing um, guest co-hosts on your yes, show. Yes, and I want too. to say that without my co-hosts and I call them my friends, I don't know if I would have gotten so far with my podcast. Those that have contributed mm-hmm. from the very beginning, I am a young podcast. It's my first season and I created this podcast during lockdown thinking that, oh, where is it going to go? But actually, it went everywhere, worldwide. <laughs> that's yes. why I'm speaking to Pleasant. Yes. I'm here in the UK, London. And, and I'm in the United States of Right, America. so that's where... <laughs> Your podcast is everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. And all of you out there who's sharing and subscribing, I really do appreciate it. And um, I welcome you to listening uh, to my podcast. So it's the Crazy Over 40s Life podcast. So the Crazy Over 40s Life podcast. And I'm the host, Caroline Brown. And I have co-hosts that come on board on every episode. And also I want to say that um, I will be wrapping up in January because that's season one. We'll be wrapping up in the end of January. But I will be back again for season two in June so listening for that thank you very much and the the season that has just finished at, at least for tuning in now you have i think it's 20 episodes 19 yeah, episodes. oh my god it, <laughs> oh my, yeah uh, what wow. So who is behind you have to catch up before our next season start you have to catch up That's so true I just thought about it and by the time I finish season one it'll be a lot more wow how many seasons yeah. are you in are you the first season um just well, my first season as I start and stop uh, yeah, I'm gonna well, continue now because what happened is that I have a vision for my right. podcast and the vision that I had for it was um, a male and a female right. host. And I finally get a male oh, wonderful. host. So, yes, it's my first season. Oh, welcome. <laughs> and congrats to both of you. And I, I, I wish you both all the best with your journey on your podcast. Thank, Thank you, you very Caroline. Much. Thank you. So fun having you today. And like, we definitely have to do this again. Definitely. And I hope to hope you enjoy the rest. Thank of you. Day. Bye, so. listeners. Bye, pleasant. <laughs> bye. Thanks. Bye, bye.